I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Fun week with the NFL Combine. Lots of sports are interesting this week. We've been talking hockey trade deadline, the spring training games, NCAA basketball conference tournaments are starting. I spent the weekend near where our next guest is located in Northern Virginia watching the PLL Championship Series, Premier Lacrosse League. Really entertaining and interesting how this league is marketed uh, I think really smartly. Jeremy Kahn with us out of Baltimore, co-host of the Big Bad Morning Show there. Are you into lacrosse at all, Jeremy? I know it's big where you live. It's huge here. Uh, I am not as much. I mean, look, I know enough about it from living here and, and how important it's been from not only Maryland, Loyola, Hopkins. I mean, we talk about it every year when it rolls around. But it's, uh, you know, basketball, football, baseball, those are my things um, <laughs> that yeah. I've been – you know, as far as gambling, everything else that goes with it. But uh, this this stuff is kind of interesting because we've been talking lacrosse here for years, and it's just they keep saying it's one of the fastest growing sports in America. But um, you know, we we've, we've been talking about it for years, so uh, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> there, when I was first starting in the media, there was I, it wasn't something like I didn't know him well enough to know this from him, but it was secondhand. There was an editor at the newspaper where I worked, and he would make a, a similar sort of joke. He'd be like. Soccer is the fastest growing sport in America for the thirtieth year in a row. Yeah, so, <laughs> like that. But yeah, uh, I mean, that's kind of how it is here too, because like lacrosse has been kind of. Uh, I mean, it's huge. I coach uh, high school basketball and AAU basketball here locally, and I mean, I've had kids on my team saying, "Coach, I can't make the championship. We have lacrosse practice coming up." And I'm going, "What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean you're skipping a championship in another sport?" Because I mean, look, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's a major sport here, so. Um, doesn't surprise me at all that that you're talking about it as well up north. Yep, my son is a player. We were down there for that thing, and he's like the mornings were open, and he goes, "Dad, I want to go to East Coast Dyes in Towson, Maryland, like a, a factory." I'm yeah. like, "Buddy, it's like an hour and a half away. What is this going to be like? Can you take a tour or everything like that?" And he's like, "Yeah," and I knew nothing about it, so I drive him up to Towson, and it was great. Like it was just, you know, they're sh- shipping crates off to dicks all over the country and everything, making sticks and heads and everything. So uh, really good. Well, thanks for indulging me here, Jeremy. Oh, no uh, worries. I even played in the charity uh, indoor soccer thing. It was a media thing with Paul Rabel. We were yeah. supposed to have something where he was supposed to come to town and shoot a goal against me, but I guess that fell through. Yeah, that's what I want to do is get in the goal where the guy's going to throw it like 140 miles an hour. <laughs> the, fo- the founder of the Premier Lacrosse League, for those who don't know. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, I'm assuming you were not obligated to take the time out of your day to join me. So if I'm right, how close are you getting to being sick of the Lamar Jackson conversation? Well, I was, it's funny because I was actually talking about it on my show this morning. I mentioned that I've gone on a couple of shows from last week through this weekend. 
Um, I do stuff with the BetQL network as well and all their shows. And everybody says, what's going on with Lamar? And I hate telling everyone, I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, this, this thing, it's, yeah, it, it's frustrating because, first off, he doesn't have an agent. We don't know what to believe. There have been things leaked out to media members, like, you know, highfalutin media members, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, the Joe Cena Andersons. And then there's been the local guys that have had some information and reports have conflicted. We don't know how much guaranteed money without an agent that's going to – like. With Dak Prescott, we knew what he wanted. We knew he wanted to be with the Cowboys. He wanted to make roughly $40 million a year, and depending on how much guaranteed money. Um, with Lamar, the, the way the story goes is that he wants a guaranteed deal. Now, is, it, is he looking for a fully guaranteed deal? We, would he accept a three-year deal that's fully guaranteed? How much of that's guaranteed if, if he does get hurt and all these other – are there any clauses in there? I mean, there's all types of things that could happen. But meanwhile, we're sitting here talking about something where, unless you're in that inner circle, you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, um, it's it. I, my instinct is to try to read into every sort of report. I was doing that. I, I don't know if you had a reaction to this, Jeremy, but when Jackson was injured, like the next day, Adam Schefter was right there with the Ravens expect this to take one to three weeks, mm-hmm. which for me was oddly specific, like one to three weeks. And doctors were saying, I don't know, like this is the kind of injury that can definitely take more than that. It read to me like, okay, you're both sides are working against each other a little bit in a way that doesn't look good for the situation and the Ravens wanted out there that all right you get three weeks but then after that we're playing for our playoff lives in the playoffs and you'll be here right like they they were putting the the screws to him a little bit through the media which perhaps both parties are are doing yeah well it, it you know it's funny just to give you the backdrop on me like when the Ravens drafted him I didn't want him to draft him I thought they could have fixed this team in other ways after watching them for those, what, eight games in the playoffs, you're going, all right, this isn't sustainable. You can't run essentially an option offense at the NFL level and expect it to work out for the long haul. Then the next year he wins an MVP. And immediately, if you watch that Miami game earlier in the year, you're going, this kid can play. Like, this isn't a it's, – it's not just a matter of he's a running back that can also throw. Like, he's got, a, he's got a pretty good arm. Now, are there aspects of his game he has to work on? Absolutely. The deep ball, outside the hashes, all those things. Every quarterback has something that they need to work on. Um, but, you know, one of the reporters that I work with on our Monday morning quarterback show, he brought up the fact that he wasn't coming back for um, uh, treatment at the facility, and then he said whoops on the air, so I thought the cat was out of the bag. I started talking about it two days later, and, like, I got vilified by all the Lamar fans here. And it's weird because this city is somewhat split. There are a lot of people that don't want him here, that never liked him, and that's for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of people that really love him, and I think when you look at him, uh, I mean, he's just – he's a special player. I don't know that if you trade him, you get fair value back. We don't know what his injury issues are going to be moving forward. I mean, there's a lot in this. And also the fact that the NFL Players Association is working with him. And I think this is a bigger thing that people aren't focusing in on because the next guys up are Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert who come from smaller market teams. And if they get fully guaranteed deals, all that money goes into escrow. So it makes me wonder if the Players Association is really pushing for Lamar to get this, which obviously they are. They want him to get a fully guaranteed deal because it changes the landscape for every other player in the league, and that's why they have their hands in this as well. Jeremy Kahn, our guest for a few more minutes here on Twitter, at Jeremy Kahn, 1057-1057, his his station in in Baltimore. So, um, I mean, we're all in the dark here, Jeremy, but... Mm -hmm. Like, do you care to put odds on it? I mean, it's I, 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 you said how you're known by your audience. It's really more me in, in the room here. I, I always describe myself as gullible. Like, this is the time of year where I'm always getting suckered because, you know, it's draft season and there'll be this. Like, I'll, I'll just believe it. It's fun to believe these things. 
And so that's me a little bit, but I have refused to believe that the Jack that the Ravens would trade Lamar Jackson, that there could be a trade out there that they would that they would make, at least earlier in the offseason. Maybe later it's yeah. a different story, but later it's probably not as good of a deal. But uh, the guys in the room with me are all like, no, I think it's going to happen. Like Everybody keeps telling me that, that they think the odds are better than 50-50, that there's a deal. How about you? Yeah, I mean, look, I am a betting man. I would bet that he ends up traded. I just think there's too much smoke out there. Um, there are a couple things that point to it. And, you know, when I brought up the story about me not wanting Lamar here, the year after watching him play, um, or the, that second year when it started, I said I was wrong. Like, I mean, this kid's special, and I want the Ravens to sign him. But if I were – I am a betting man, but I would push all my chips in the middle that they trade him. They have five draft picks coming in the next year. Um, and the longer this goes on, the I mean, I, I guess unless you're trading to get a quarterback back from a team, and that has to be a specific situation. And don't give me Atlanta because they can keep Ritter. I don't even want to see him here. But, um, but the, the fact remains, like – you guys know it before you found Josh Allen, like these organizations that are starved for quarterbacks that appear to do anything just to go get one, i.e. the Cleveland Browns paying Deshaun Watson all that guaranteed money without even knowing how long he'd be suspended for. I think, you know, you look at those teams and I remember what it was like through the bowler years. I remember what it was like when they lucked into Flacco and his first game, he couldn't have looked any worse as an NFL player in a, in a preseason game. So um, until he finally figured it out, and then they, they got hot and won a Super Bowl. And let's be honest, that's all that was. They got hot at the right time. So, so the fact remains that if you trade him away, you're still looking for the most important position on the field. I don't care how good your roster is. That's a tough ask. Do you have an idea you like? Like whether it's, I mean, who? They're, I can think of names. So could you. Justin Fields, yeah. you know, some possibility. Well, that would be awesome. I saw the report um, that the Bears are more than willing to trade the number one pick than trade Justin Fields from Schefter today. But, again, those stories have changed over time. I think the Atlanta trade makes a ton of sense for, for both teams. Um, there were rumors that the Ravens would ask, ask for Terrell, that first-round cornerback they got, um, and a couple of first-round picks, plus they have multiple picks. We've heard the Jets, but it seems like they've kind of zeroed in on Carr or Rodgers. Um, we've heard the Houston Texans. Um, it does make me wonder if a Texans thing comes. Do they end up trading Patrick Queen? Do they wait till the end of the year to let him walk? Because I can't see them paying two middle linebackers that type of money. So there is a lot to talk about and a lot of these teams that are intriguing. But um, I think the Atlanta one makes the most sense to me. But I guess we'll find out. And the Ravens will, if they know they're going to trade him, then they'll hold him up for as long as they can, I assume. I mean, you say you're not a Desmond Ritter fan. I'm not really either. He's a third-round pick who hasn't done anything in the league. What kind of pressure exists on the organization with Harbaugh on up to have a quarterback on the field week one that's, you know, credible. Somebody that, I mean, this team's been so good, even these last two years. Jackson gets hurt and the wheels fall off, but they're still, you know, a good team before that happens, if not very good. Like, I think I feel like they kind of need that. Um, maybe they don't. You're not or... interested in Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley? I mean, he went to the that, Pro Bowl this year. That... Every single quarterback said no. So we got that going for us, but uh, no, I, you know, they, they have to find something. I mean, there, there's a lot, this is one of those years where it's like, it's uh, I mean, it's buyer beware of what's out there. The Jameis Winston's uh, what happens with Geno Smith, what, you know, Baker Mayfield, some of these names that could potentially be out there. Are you waiting for someone to get cut? Um, are you trading for someone? So they got two guys here that played for him quite a bit. Um, and I'm assuming the system has to change with Todd Munkin coming in. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, there's a lot that's going on, and it's just so crazy that we don't have any answers. And I, I feel so silly coming on some of these shows just repetitively saying, I don't know. But 
I, I think it's better than giving you the alternative, making something up and telling you I do know. But they, they in this day and age with social media, you'd feel like something would leak out at some point, right? I, I think they both have ways of working, sort of trying to embarrass the other side, which is, yeah. you know, a, it's a bad omen. But no, I, I totally respect I don't know. That's my answer to most things. I mean, just... Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, look, and I'm an opinionated guy, too, so like I, I call it like I see it. It doesn't mean I'm always going to be right, but the fact remains that you look at this Ravens team, they're built to win now. I mean, they are. They just, sure. they, they're missing a wide receiver on offense, which would be a number one if you, if you could pick. And other than that, I feel like they have all the pieces uh, if, if they can stay healthy, and that's another big if. Jeremy, thanks a lot for today. Good luck to you. Yeah, anytime, guys. All right, Jeremy Kahn, Baltimore. Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 is his Twitter handle, 105.7 the fan in Baltimore. I got the numbers wrong earlier. The frequency. Almost couldn't think of the word. I've been at this long enough. Not a word we need to use that often, but I should know it. Man, I just cannot. So here, here's what I can believe. I, mean, I, can, I can imagine a trade. I understand why there would be one. I can believe and I do think that Jackson is playing it playing hardball. Like, that's been clear, clear the whole way. He wants his guaranteed money. And if it means leaving, he'll leave. Like, there, there's no question in my mind about that. That I, I don't know if he'll wait forever. That he's their property. But I believe he's firm on that. And the Ravens have to decide, and more and more people talk like they think the Ravens have decided to believe him, and move him. They, they have to decide how long he'll go and how long they're willing to wait. And if they don't trade him in the offseason because they don't think they, they think they can get him signed eventually, then it's Tyler Huntley. I mean, he's at least keep forgetting about him. Brett Coleman last week was like, they really like him. I mean, they've they've gone with him a couple of times. Their record is horrendous, if if that's not a unfair way to look at it. Um if they feel like they have a quarterback on the roster that's good, then they don't have to trade Jackson. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why it would get so noisy and you want to be done with it. But I guess that's a reason for trading him, too, that you've got a quarterback you like and you could do that. But I guess I just, for me, Huntley is a, is a no. I mean, I just... The, the organization, they have too many good players and they're too far ahead to think. And what have the results been? Like, why would, not why would they like them? It's just, that's a tough sell. I mean, the, a Jackson trade, I think, I guess maybe I'm wrong, but I think only works if they can find their way to somebody else who's credible and okay, well, it didn't work out, but we've got this guy now. Like, not, not even like Geno Smith. I mean, that... That worked pretty well, but that wasn't credible like that. It turns out it was right to think it could work because he did very well. So maybe Huntley would or some other idea, but man, that is such a tough situation for them at this point. Or you're thinking about what where they were a couple of years ago. I think he'd be out of there already. It's just it would have been unconscionable then. But maybe we're uh, we're close to that point. Staying with the NFL, Sal Capaccio joins me at the top of the hour. We'll talk about the upcoming NFL Combine. And that when you're talking Combine, you're talking draft, which is, I think, two months away, maybe exactly. So that'll be fun. More NFL later, too. Dan Leberfeld on the Jets. We'll get some more hockey in as we go. I had a nice chat with Chad DiDominicis 
talking about the Sabres, their week ahead, the trade deadline, which is Friday at 3. Bulldog is off this week. I'm Mike Shope, and this is WGR. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.